And welcome everyone to the weekly walkthrough H-Town podcast coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. We're back. It's 2024. We're out of a cold snap. We're out of everything. Hi, Susan. Hi. Okay. First, it's interesting that you say we're out of the cold snap. Yeah. I don't feel like we're out of it. Okay, it is above freezing. Well, okay. The snow is melting, and we are out of the cold snap. It is not. Okay. It is the cold was so cold that even socks didn't want to go on walks in the morning. Well, I want to hear about that, but I have to tell you, we have chosen a little mountain of snow, uh-huh. and the grandchildren are all trying to determine. I'm teaching them gambling at an early age. I like it. They're trying to determine <laughs> when will that mountain of snow be smaller in height and in size than a basketball. And I'm hoping over the next few days that'll happen. Although my favorite granddaughter says it'll be Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's the deal with socks? Which one? I mean, so well, first, he, first I, of all, he did he did not like the cold at all. He And he's a German short hair, but it was so cold that we got up in the morning. He looked at me like, do I really have to go out in this? And our walks got very short because that windshield was so frigid, which I understand. I mean, the cold, anything above freezing, he's got, he's fine. Yeah, but it was miserable. But yeah, what is, is he celebrating his birthday or is he celebrating your birthday? Okay, well, so funny story. The group of friends I run around with, thank you for this, by the way, um, has decided that we're going to do quarterly birthday parties. And so we're going to group January, February, March in a, into a quarterly birthday party. Well, they also decided that it might be a good idea to have a theme. That was not passed by a lot of us. It was not ratified. It was just kind of thrown out there. The first theme that they decided was going to be prom in Form 1, nobody wanted that. <laughs> so, so that can be the second quarter theme. Let's but, not okay. know. Let's know, know that one doesn't have to happen. The second one was dress like your significant other spouse or someone you live with. Well, since we have a firmly established that I have no significant other or spouse, I have to dress like someone I live with. And being that I am a dog owner, I will be dressing like socks. Okay. I so have all of those of you who have seen Rusty's costumes at Halloween that are scary, this one will just be humorous. Uh, it is. I have, I have it down to everything, including may, maybe including floppy dog ears. Who knows? We'll see. I think that you should take the carrier and make other people get in the carrier. No, I had my friend said, why don't you bring your collar? I'm like, no, because they'll shock me. <laughs> they would shock me. I know my friends. They would try and shock me during this whole thing. So I know how, uh, I know how this rolls. But your life is so much more interesting <laughs> than that of a person who follows shocker basketball. I'm not touching that one, but the shocks are heading the right direction. We'll say that. They will. They will head in the right direction. They, they, they can't. Lose any more? Well, they will hit there, but the, it's it's a bit rebuilding process. Thanks that, for so. believing. Absolutely, I'm an alum. I have yeah, to. Yeah, I know we have to. And, I have and this to. weekend, I'm taking a, a detour and I'm going to Fort Worth to the livestock show. Oh my goodness! I cannot. You, there's got. You shocked? Yeah, a little you bit. You didn't know I liked rodeo, did you? No, I did yeah, not. Yeah, we're into rodeo. Oh, well, right. we don't participate, but we try to get. <laughs> yeah, we went to the rodeo Friday night, and now we're going again this week. But anyway, I digress. Okay. What's your favorite rodeo event? Um, maybe team roping. Okay. All I don't right. mind barrel, race, barrel roll racing, but uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. enough All about right. me. Okay. Well, we have a special guest today, Veronica Bargadell, the director of Heart to Heart Child Advis- Advis- Advocacy. Thank I can say this word. I've done, said it before. Is here with us. Veronica, great to have you with us. I am so happy to be here. Absolutely. We are, we are very glad. So maybe to let our people who listen and tune in, 
tell us how Heart to Heart got started. All right. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories. Okay, great. Because it goes right back into the work we do today. And so back in 2000, um, we had T. Walton and Lori Hardin okay. working a case with a kiddo. And when it was all said and done, they had this child had talked to 13 different people. Mm-hmm. And Lori and T. said, we have to do better for these kids because there's no reason to put a child talking to 13 different people before they even get to court. Right. And so Lori happened to just go to a child advocacy um, training in Topeka, and she brought this idea back and said, hey, T, maybe we could bring something like that here. And that's kind of where it started um, with T and Lori. Uh, Lori at the time, and still is, is with the Department of Children and Family okay. Services. She's a supervisor. And T. Walton at the time was Newton Police Department mm-hmm. detective, and then he was sheriff of Harvey County. Right. And so that was a lot of fun to just see it grow. Um, my mom, Gloria Ariano, was part of that. Okay. And so I got to see it grow from a baby to what it is now. Okay. So it was very dear to my heart, this agency. But they started in the city um, building for City of Newton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they moved to Main Street in 2010, I believe. And that's where they've been since then. But they also ventured out into McPherson County okay. about the same time. So we serve three areas. Oh, wonderful. Um, Marion County, Harvey County were the two original areas. And then McPherson eventually got added on. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. That's that's, And it probably serves a need that people don't even think about. Yes. It's a need because many people, there's a lot of stigma regarding mm-hmm. child abuse, the clients that we work with. But um, we're slowly doing better and reaching populations that we need to reach. Great, great. That's wonderful. And your organization, I'm having, words are tough. It's like 2024 well, and words are just. It's been a little while since we've I been know. on. Your so. organization serves our area by serving in three areas, forensic interviews, advocacy services, I got that one right, and community <laughs> outreach. Can you talk a little bit about each of these areas and the work in each that you guys do? Yes. So okay. our foundation lies in advocacy. That is where mm-hmm. we really started our work. Um, we had one advocate at the time, and they just kind of grew that program. Now we have two advocates okay. on staff and one part-time advocate. Um, but what they do is that they make sure that they're providing resources, mm-hmm. support, Um, to families that they come in from the moment a family comes in to when they no longer need us. Um, So that um, includes giving referrals to like maybe medical or mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, They make sure that they are getting them in touch with maybe resources that they need, such as food, maybe um, help with rent, because that's a stressful time. You're trying to take care of your kid. The last thing you should have to worry about are other things like food and rent. Uh, They also go to court with families. That's one of my favorite parts of the advocacy is being able to go to court. Um, just because we get to work so closely with those systems and we're able to be a support for the families, not just the child, but non-offending family Mm -hmm. members, and walk them through that court process. Court is long. I always tell families, do not expect this to be an episode of Law & Order where the person (laughs) goes away in an hour. It's never like that. Sometimes it's a quick turnaround and sometimes it's not. It just depends on the case Mm -hmm. and what's happening, the court system. 
Um, all those things are factors in what's going on. But we're there to support the families every step of the way. And I'm sure it can be very intimidating, too, for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Having to go to court, oh, yeah. that can be really intimidating yes. and just puckery and just nervous. Yes. So. I've been with this agency for four years, and I'm still intimidated by right. the court system. And everybody who works in there, they do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do forensic interviews. Okay. And that is um, one of our newer services that we kind of provide. We've always done it for people, for our partners, but now we actually have an in-house forensic interviewing position. And that was really exciting. We got that last year with um, some funding. So we were really excited to have that. But our forensic interviewers, everybody who does that is trained. They get trained initially for 32 hours a whole week. And we learn how to do interviews that are language, that are language that are developmentally language appropriate for okay. kiddos. And mm-hmm. uh, we make sure that it is a conversation just like this for kids. Mm-hmm. It's not scary. We do it in a very safe space for kids. Every interview we do is recorded. And then we also have observers who are watching mm-hmm. and making sure that they are there. The whole point of this is that the kid can have a conversation and tell their story of what happened. Mm -hmm. And they do it with a safe person who's not there to judge them, is there to make them feel comfortable. Right. And we do it so that way everybody else who needs to be there is part of the team. The kid never sees them. They know they're there. They just don't have to Mm -hmm. sit in a full room with a whole bunch of people. Right. But these observers, um, law enforcement, Department of Children and Family Services, they're able to ask and do their investigations through the forensic interviewer. And so it's a really great system. I love this system. Uh, It just makes it so much easier for the kids. The biggest worry we get from parents when they come to see us is, is this going to be traumatizing to my kid? Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to talk about this. And I tell parents that I've done this for four years now, and the kids usually come out saying, I'm so happy I was able to tell that story finally. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do it with someone who wasn't judging what mm-hmm. happened. So. And you probably that probably goes a long way in the building of bridges and, and building a bridge for this a child to be able to reach out to understand that, Adults are there, are, are can be in your corner and are there to help you oftentimes. So. Yes, it, it really does because a child, when they tell their story, they pick their safe people that they tell their story right. to. But I've had so many kids who have told me that maybe they told somebody and they weren't believed or maybe they felt like they were hurting their family by telling that mm-hmm. being able to just tell someone who's neutral, I always say that we're Switzerland's forensic right. interviewers, mm-hmm. that that way the child doesn't have to worry about those kind of repercussions telling those kind of stories. So I really like that aspect. I like the analogy of Switzerland and being the neutral and being, mm-hmm. being supportive of the, the, the supportiveness of this. So. Yes. And so you also have community outreach. What does that, I guess this right now is community yeah, outreach, yeah. right? Yeah. We're, we're living it. Yeah. Community outreach is really my area that okay. I've, we really have grown in that since I've started. Um, we actually this year became the first child advocacy seat. Child, now I'm going to have to Yeah, I know it. it's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> we became the first child advocacy center in the nation to be accredited with our preventative education. Oh, wonderful. So that was really exciting. Wow. I We put a lot of work to be able to do that. But our outreach is anything from going into the schools. We mm-hmm. come to Heston Elementary, actually, okay. and we do body safety lessons with the kiddos. Okay. We do two a year for 
grades pre-K all the way up to 12th grade. And we also do it for Newton schools right now. We're hoping to be able to get into other schools, but that's a big chunk of our outreach. We also do outreach events. We do anything Mm -hmm. that will have us really, but we pass out resources. We love giving out resources. Too many times I hear families tell me that will never happen to my child. My child is loved, they're taken care of. And it's just making sure that parents understand that there's no rhyme or reason to child abuse. Right. It can happen to anybody. There's no risk factors saying, here's the red flags to look for. So we're just out there trying to get that. We also do a lot of trainings. Mm -hmm. We love doing mandated reporter trainings, um, especially to school staff. They get so much information. And being able to do that in person allows them to ask questions Mm -hmm. and just get information that they really need. We do um, vicarious trauma. We do coping skills. We do mental health talks. You name it, we'll do it. Okay. We are all here for it. That's awesome. It makes oh. me wish I was young enough to come back to work <laughs> work for your organization. And so, okay, you talk about this. So who would the client base be? Are we looking? I mean, we're, we're talking anybody and everybody, any, anybody and everybody that child, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, as far as children, we typically say 3 to 18. Mm-hmm. We have gone as little as 2 to bring right. into our office to give services. Um, but typically it's 3 to 18, but we are also trained to talk to vulnerable adults. Mm-hmm. And that is really important because I don't want anybody who's a, classified as a vulnerable adult having to go to the police department to tell their story mm-hmm. of abuse. And so we've been trained to be able to do that also. Besides the direct contact with victims, we also work with non-offending family members. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because I believe that just because this is happening to the child doesn't mean the rest of the family is not going to be affected in some way. Right. It's that kind of ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And so we really work with the families also to make sure that they are getting the services, the information, the referrals that they need to take care of themselves, especially parents. Mm -hmm. Parents cannot take care of their children who are going through this unless they're taking care of themselves first. Right. And there's, it's, it's a hand in hand. Everything goes hand in hand in that Uh respect and, and probably also reinforces for the child that there's a support network. Yes, definitely. And we try to build that for the family, whether that is making sure they have the resources in place or that you have a community of partners who are coming around them mm-hmm. to do that. And probably how, how a lot of it is to understand that there's no blame. There's yeah. no one's to, the child is not to be blamed. No, no. Right. So this question is not in our list, but I just thought of it. Do you have a hotline? We do not have a hotline. Okay. There are hotlines that they can use that we have through our youth curriculum. But for the most part, they call DCF, Department of Children and Family Services, and 911 directly okay. Um, okay. for those things. They are welcome. Parents call our office all the time mm-hmm. to ask questions, and we guide them if they do have an allegation of abuse, what they need to do next in right. order to get that to where it needs to okay. go. Gotcha. Wonderful. Okay. So what area partners support you guys? So we have so many partners. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> but that's wonderful. That really is. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can never have enough support, I think. It makes a load lighter mm-hmm. and makes me want to come to work every single day. Right. So I love the partners that we work with. So we have partners in McPherson, Marion, and in Harvey County. Uh-huh. And we have law enforcement, Department of Children and Family Services, schools, uh-huh. mental health professionals, medical professionals, county attorneys. And they all come together, and they just – it's 
an amazing community just coming together that they all are going to work on these cases anyway, but being able to collaborate and make mm -hmm. sure that the families are getting the needs met through the services or the information they have to give right. is just, it makes night and day difference for these families. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I absolutely believe it. And you probably get to foster really good relationships with, with people that you might not have known. Like, I'm going to use, uh, like, School Resource Officer Vance Frick. I mean, that's one of our we've talked about before. But that's a that's a bridge there that people don't understand. We've had Vance on here talking about this, that he's not only just representing the schools but the police, but he's in it for everyone's well-being and trying to be a team player and trying to support and pick people up when it's a dark time. Yes, and it does. It makes us – because I see burnout and uh -huh. overturn so much in this field, not so much here in Harvey County, but – Across the nation, right. we hear about how bad it can be. But when you have good team members mm -hmm. who are willing to work with you, it makes such a difference. Yeah, that's that's it's wonderful. So with all the partners in, how how do you guys get funded? So that's always fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not for profit. Not <laughs> that's that's always fun. But we have many many grants that we get fun funded by. We have a federal grant that we get funded by. We have a few state grants that we get funded by, attorney general and a governor's grant that we get okay. funded by. We have United Way grants. We have county, Harvey County and McPherson County both give funds because they support us so much. Wonderful. Um, we have the city of McPherson that has been really big in helping us get funded with the forensic interviewing position. Mm -hmm. um, we have our police, a couple of police departments. McPherson Police Department was right. a nice funder, and then we have our community granters. I love our community granters Good. just because they speak my language so well. Uh -huh. um, but we have a lot of great, great community members, and then we have fundraisers, and then we have individual and business donations that come through. Wonderful, wonderful. So the, that's that's good that people are coming out of to to help out. Yes. What's your annual budget? Approximately, let's see, about three hundred and twenty thousand okay. dollars. Yeah, we just grew last year, so that was really exciting. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, so how many staff members you guys are part of your team? Let's see, we have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I should think about this. We just we just grew, and we're making some changes right now um, with new budgets coming out. Mm -hmm. But we have two full-time family advocates, a full-time forensic interviewer slash community mm -hmm. coordinator. Uh, we have me, who's full-time executive director. And then we have a part-time office manager, a part-time um, bookkeeper, and a part-time McPherson family advocate. Nice. Okay, wonderful. Good team. Wonder yeah, very, yeah. very good team. This is one of Susan and my favorite questions, though, but what can our listeners do to be involved? Okay, that's my favorite. Everybody, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> everybody has a way that they can help. Mm -hmm. um, it just depends on what you're really good at. We have people who do snack drives for us. Mm -hmm. We always need snacks. Um, part of the kiddos coming in is making sure their basic needs are met. And right. a big part of that is through snacks. I can never have too many snacks. So always snack drives. Um, office supplies, if anybody has donations of office supplies, mm -hmm. like papers, pens, DVDs, um, big giant easel paper. Right. Those are things that we could also use. Folders, those are things that aren't, they're in our budget, but it's the last thing that usually right. gets funded. Right. So Absolutely. those are really big things. Um, financial contributions are always appreciated. Uh, asking for a presentation, asking for a tour. Those are big things that we are mm -hmm. always asking because that is one more outreach number that we know we're reaching for somebody. Um, 
but yeah, those are the biggest ways that we ask that people can help. We have some volunteers. I had a young lady who reached out at the end of last year, and she's redoing our website for us. And our website hasn't been updated since uh-huh. before my time. And so she goes, I can help. And so she's volunteering her time to That's do that. Perfect. Awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. And then food. We food. always – food. Um, we do once-a-month meetings with our – our partners, so we have some people who like to bake for us. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always fun. <laughs> that, I, I believe it. Well, <laughs> you're in the presence of the Harvey County Master Barbecue <gasps> Champion, so oh. I'm no, not volunteering on. him. I'm just hold saying. Hold that. Wait, Harvey <laughs> County, I, I won the H-Town Smoke-Off once. So. Well, I know, but, you know, like if a pig walks past your organization and keels over dead, just call Rusty and he'll Perfect. come and smoke it. Perfect. <laughs> Because that happens. Hey, where is your organization? I know it's a new, but help us get a real clear picture. So we are located at 702 North Main, right off of Broadway. And we are best known for being next to the barbershop. Okay. All right. (laughs) On the east side of the street. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. And Veronica, how can people contact you? That's one thing that uh, that they can reach out. Are there multiple ways, obviously, like phone call, email, website, but what are the ways? Yep. Our website has a form that you can fill okay. out to volunteer or inquire how you can help out. Um, my contact information is also on there. Okay. I would be the person primarily to contact. But you can contact us at our office number, which is 316-804-4603. Or you can also email me directly. My email's okay. on our website. It's director at hearttoheartcac.com, and it's 2-T-O. Okay. All right. Oh, it's not the number two. It's not the number two. It's okay. T-O. But in your documents of incorporation or whatever, <laughs> are you ever the number two? Did you? No. Why am I thinking that we, way? Well, it's on our logo or oh. one of the logos okay. that okay. is flowing around. But we just updated our logo last okay. year. Okay. So, okay. Right. so no two it in is it a T-O. <laughs> we hope that you will find time. T-O, call them. Yes, I like that. I like that. That is wonderful. What else do you have for? Do, what else do you want to add? Anything else that's that's on your mind about that? You know, I will say that we reached our highest number of children served last year. Really? Um, in 2022, we were at 173, and last year our ending number was 229. Oh, wow. So... It definitely happens in our community, but there are so many amazing individuals who are mm-hmm. here to help mm-hmm. and guide people through and, that. And that's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's a it's a need that people don't know that there's a need for probably. And it's and to and to have such a team, you realize how big that need is and what the levels of the depth of that need are. Yes. Well, and we just want to remind everyone. I, I when I say we, you just stop me if I'm. Shouldn't be including both of you, but we want to remind people that kids are vulnerable. They are. Kids are not doing things on purpose to try to get you angry. If you are in a situation with a child and you find that you are having thoughts or ideas or plans that you're concerned about, be the adult and get help for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that, that can happen easily. And then heart to heart won't have the load to try to solve it. And so. that's, a, that's a great way of putting that, Susan. That's, that's absolutely outstanding. Well, thanks. Yeah. 
Veronica. Thank we you so much. We will continue to cheer for you and absolutely, pray for the absolutely. success of your organization. Yes, absolutely. And, and don't worry, I'll tag Heart to Heart on a Facebook page once this, <laughs> this goes up so people can at least tune in and check it out. And we appreciate your work in our yes. school since our podcast is Heston-centered. It was just so nice to have you come and talk to our school board about what you're doing. And I'm like, this matters. This needs to continue. We are not going to um, pretend that, that people aren't in need of, of education and, and support. So no. thanks. Heston has been amazing and so welcoming with Great. open arms mm-hmm. from everything that our, our, I will say our numbers in Heston specifically have increased the last few mm-hmm. years. But we have such an amazing team working behind us that Good. they are not scared to do what they need to do, which can be frightening when you don't right. have the training right. or the understanding. But mm-hmm. Our officers and our DCF workers for Heston are just amazing to work with. That's wonderful. And, guys, don't help out in any way possible. If you can, there's multiple ways, multiple avenues. Be be helpful. Be helpful to heart to heart because they are doing great work. Yeah. Well, Veronica, you're free to stay and hear what craziness happens next. Or if you need to get back to the office, um, be safe on the roads. Absolutely. At least the roads were a lot better than they were yesterday morning when I nearly fell 92 times. It's it's crazy, but you said winter is over, so I'm no. Late. I didn't say winter was over. I don't oh, want the winter. Cold snap. This, the cold snap. I don't want winter to be over gotcha. until next week. Because you're going to go pheasant season ends the 31st, and that's what Sox is supposed to do. We've established okay. that, that Sox's main goal is to <laughs> go out and to and pheasant hunt. So now, as far as I don't know, February first or second, 70 degrees. Bring it on. I'm wet. Okay. I'm ready. Good to know. But. I mean, it might be a bit of a stretch, so. Yeah. You got some other news around Oh, my gosh. We got all kinds of things going on. Okay. Coming up February 24th, the Heston Community Foundation is having its casino night fundraiser at Sunray Ranch. Mm -hmm. Tickets are $75 a person, and they're still available. So get those today. I can't wait to go. It'll be fun. Um, might be some entertainment going on there behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, might might be a famous person might show up. I don't know. A famous person? Mm-hmm. Well, that must be you. No, I'm not famous. <laughs> okay. Or might not be the actual famous person, but maybe an impersonator oh, of that famous person. Oh, is Julia Child going to be no, at that? Uh-uh, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, uh-uh. all right. Huh, just think Graceland. People, okay, people. so, um... Oh, golly. <laughs> and then Saturday at 1 o'clock is Community Day at Yost Center with the Hessen College Basketball Games. Uh, the Swather Pet Band of Cheerleaders will be there, along with halftime entertainment from the HC Dance team, plus Papa Shot, pictures with Clark the Lark, and free haircuts, actually. They're giving out free haircuts. Haircuts. Free haircuts. They oh, do that. I wish I would have known a, that a week a, ago. A former Lark comes in, and she cuts, cor- cuts hair in the corners the games are going on. Crazy. So that's going on at 1 o'clock. Free admission, by the way, to that. I can't imagine anyone not going. Also, we've talked a little bit that we're getting closer and closer to that magical Valentine's Day yeah. coming up. Um, Camp David International is hosting a Valentine's Day dinner, including a four-course meal, entertainment, music, a photo booth, and dancing for $40 a person. Dancing? Yes, dancing. Dancing. Call or email the office for reservations for that. That's on February 14th. Camp David. And for those yes. of you who might still be learning, that is the former Crosswinds right. property. Right. It's a very safe distance from home. So if it's a chilly night with icy roads, that's where you should be on Valentine's. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hessen High School's winter play tickets go on sales Thursday for the performance on Feb- February 8th and 10th at 7.30 p.m. Good info. So that comes up. Um Sports-wise, it's post-turning week for HHS Hoops and all the squads. They're on the road tonight, uh, make-up game of Pratt, and then they go to the Battle for Dutch Avenue on Friday as they roll over to Bueller. 
so. battle for Dutch Avenue. Well, yeah. Has that been called that before today? I don't know. I might have called it that once or twice. I sure we're going to call it okay. that. Okay. All right. So I don't need to credit the Roth boys for making. No, up that that, that was okay. probably me for that. I've okay. I've called it on that on the on the Swather Sports Network several times, but it, it fits. I mean, it's Dutch it, Avenue. Oh, yeah. It fits. I'm just trying to yeah. the battle for Dutch Avenue. That's a yeah. long sentence I have to work on saying, but well, it, you just call it what you want, really. Exactly. Same with calling the shed the, the gym the shed. It's no, that's the shed. Okay. It is the shed. Uh, Thursday, Swather Grapplers are on the mat at home beginning at five thirty. So all Pl- kinds of plenty stuff. Plenty to do. Plenty of stuff to do. Um, you know, it's we're back. It's 2024. It's um, a good time. It's a good time. Uh, you guys, any guys you have, if you have ideas for topics or people we should e- interview, email us. I haven't gotten an email from any, anybody from a long time. Not even my former student, Gene Kimball? Not for a while. Wow. Hestonpodcast hmm. at gmail.com. Pretty simple. We get those emails. It goes right to us, and we can go from there. Well, listeners, next week... Okay. I, I'm working on a little project. Oh, the, so, okay. Rusty, Rusty, I told him I have a surprise guest. So okay. if that surprise guest is listening right now, don't forget <laughs> that you said that you were in. But, uh, of course, I'll be in touch. And Jackie's going to swing by in just a second and talk about that stuff. So, Oh, she probably yeah. has some stuff. I know the library is busy. Um, they make snowflakes and all kinds of things yeah so she probably is going to need to come in here and tell us but yeah. well um you know while we, while we have this dead air well it's not really dead air we can fill it up go I, ahead i don't know i could tell more sock stories I, well, I think people get tired of hearing stories about me and my dog but they do not get tired of hearing about food i want to ask you a question oh is there a temperature at which that traeger is that that the name of it mm-hmm. is there a temperature at which that couldn't even perform outdoors uh, that's a good question because I don't work with those. I've smoked meat in zero degrees, and that was very, very tough. Um, but so not below zero. It was below zero when I started. Oh, it was below zero. But it, it was it was tough. Uh, I don't know. It's hard because it takes longer. It takes more time. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, so, Veronica. Thank you so See much, ya. Veronica. So okay, but well, can a grill? Can you get a grill going? Yeah. When it's that cold. Yeah, you just use a lot more fire. And it just takes longer. Well, so I use fire. I use wood. I use yeah. wood and charcoal. It just takes more time. It takes mm-hmm. a lot more time to heat up. It takes more fire and more fuel. you'd have to go out there in the... I've done it. Did it. Okay. Done it. All it, right. Yeah. Well, hi, Jackie. I'm coming in hot. I know. Coming in hot with Heston Public Library stuff. It's hello, a, hello. Okay. It is 2024. We're back at it. So, <laughs> all right. Okay. We've covered we've covered everything except this, so it's all you. Oh, yay. Okay, da 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 da, <laughs> library. A um, couple of fun things. We have hired Melissa Drismala as our. I'm just going to jump right in with yeah. absolutely no fanfare. I love it. Uh, <laughs> you gave your own fanfare. There's some fanfare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have hired Melissa Drismala as our programming coordinator, and she's a rock star. Um, she has experience at the school level. I mean, you say Melissa, Melissa Drismala. People know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's Melissa Lehman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And now they do. And now they do. Um, so she is doing our programming. Um, we are continuing with our after school at HPL on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 3.30 to 4.30. Um, we're excited to bring adult and teen programming back into the mix in 2024. That was something that we weren't able to do. We just didn't have the, the manpower to do it. Um, so we're looking at reintroducing that. We have a Dungeons and Dragons group that is meeting every Tuesday after school from 3.30 to until they are done. Um, <laughs> that's brave. 
It is. So they are meeting in our history room. Um, so if you would like to be a nerd, this is for... Um, or a the, cool person. Or a cool person. No, no, no. It is It is a totally nerdy thing, and I, I have no cool problem flying I don't know that how flag. to do it. So now it seems cool to me. It is. But... Go watch the movie, realize why it's great, and then come play the game. Um, so we have that going on, and that's geared towards um, our late, late middle school, mostly high school, 13, 14, 15. Right. Um, older kiddos who kind of understand the game. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Do, 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 do. I'm going to consult my handy dandy 2023 statistic flyer All that right. we have out. Um, the other fun thing that we have going on um, as we come into the new year, we have redesigned our website and relaunched it. One of the things that I think is really exciting is we have an entire tab that is dedicated to transparency. Um, so board meeting minutes, things like the board packet, what's our budget look like? Mm-hmm. Um, and we really want to make sure that the community feels adequately informed as to what's going on. We were grateful for the funding increase that we received from the city, and we wanted to be very purposeful about being an open book um, about how things are operating at the library. So that's what we have. Um, a couple of quick facts from 2023. Yeah. Here's a fun one. Um Okay. We had 37,298 visitors last year. We circulated 50,000 pieces in our collection. 16,208 digital items were circulated on Libby. Um, We hosted 186 programs last year, and we had 5,836 people attend. That's wonderful. It's fantastic, isn't it? How do you keep track? I mean, I know you have a system, but that is daunting just to think about the counting. (laughs) Um, So we have a door counter Mm -hmm. uh, that's a laser counter. So every time someone walks in the door, it ticks over. Um, I've been lasered. He has. You've been lasered every Tuesday. Multiple, multiple times I've been lasered. Okay, cool. Um, and so we have that, and that's what helps us keep track of the number of people that come in and out. And we take 5% off the top to account for, like, people <laughs> running in and out. I forgot or, my socks in the car. That's exactly what it is. So we do right. take 5% off the top of our daily door counter. Um, Didn't know that. I love that little trivia. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, my pop shield just died. It's okay. We're okay. All right. Um, and then on programs, we, we have a spreadsheet that we keep track of every single program that we host. And we even break it down by age of who's attending. So last, last year, um, 50% of our programs were attended by um, people of all ages. A lot of that accounts for our summer library program. Mm-hmm. We were very purposeful about making it more family and community friendly. Um, but more specifically, we hosted 43% of our programs were for kiddos ages 6 to 11. And of our thir- of our 58,000 5800 attendees, 21% of them fell into that 6 to 11 age demographic. So all of that is available. Um, it's going to be up on our website as we put up our 2023 annual statistics. Um, and you can pick this up at the front desk if you really want to nerd out over okay. all things library. Um, it also includes our budget, so you can see how our spending broke down and how our income broke down. Nice. Um, and yeah. people should care about that because Absolutely. this is, shows what you're getting as mm-hmm. a tax-paying member of our community. Yes. Well, and we just had a really exciting lunch meeting. I came in hot because I was sitting down with HRCE. And with Melissa on board, we're very excited about the partnership possibilities that that presents. 
Um, speaking with HRCE about how we can collaborate for summer library program, how we can collaborate possibly even for after school programming, mm -hmm. um, and just what are some ways that we can invent ways to create a more cohesive community. Um, one of the challenges of Heston is that we can be very siloed. And Lance and I um, are trying to be very purposeful about seeking community partners, especially coming into 2024 with our increased capacity. He's got some new staff members that are exceptionally awesome. Not to say that the other folks weren't, but new, new staff right. members means new ideas. The same with Melissa. We now have increased capacity and more ideas. Um, and so coming into 2024, we're looking at increasing our partnerships as well. Great. Um, another fun partnership that we have is with Local 11228. Um, when you come in our front door, you will see a food basket from Susan Lamb, courtesy of I her. recognize that, and I'm like, right? oh, my shopping cart is still here. Okay, well, good, so good to know it's being used. Your, your shopping cart is being put to good use. We are partnering with the Women of Steel. Um, Agco is still on shutdown. Um, so we have partnered with Women of Steel. They have a caring pantry that's over at the Union Hall. And we are taking up a collection. So bringing by canned goods or oil and sugar and butter are the big things that they say that they need consistently. Um, so yeah, that's just another way that the library wants to serve the community um, and elevate everyone with different partnerships and saying we can do more than just more than just books and you're doing a great job keep it up we're, we're working on it <laughs> wonderful wonderful once again we've said this before it's the hub of the community it's a happen and join man mm -hmm. this place if you're bored and hesitant it's your own fault we've there, said it before we continue to say it because there's so much to do and there is so mm -hmm. much to be a part of and so many different things and different avenues for not just sports fanatics but people who like the arts or your mm -hmm. voracious readers or, or your voracious you know. pancake lovers because that's coming up that is coming up that's that right on yeah. saturday that's yeah. right forgot this pancake feed the lion's pancake feed. yep yeah. pancake part it, right? uh, the li the library is going okay. and volunteering at the pancake mm -hmm. feed again Wonderful. this year yeah so yeah. gonna be there manning the gluten-free station at you go 6 45. rock right. and roll okay so and that's that saturday it starts at seven so the the pancake feed runs from it opens at seven o'clock it will close at one o'clock okay. they do have a gluten-free option Perfect. it is not cross-contaminated they are also serving pancakes and eggs um sausage the sausage, I don't know. All I know is that I'm volunteering. Okay. Um, I think they usually have sausage. I think they, they usually, usually yeah. It's yeah. usually coffee, like sausage, drink. coffee, yeah. orange juice. Yeah. 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 And it's at Heston Middle School. Heston Middle School. Sure. Yep. And and for those of you who've been paying attention, the middle school is in recovery mode, but we're back in the band room. Kids are just practicing in a, a little, little, no little noisier space, but the carpet's on its way. Going to get that gym floor lifted out of there, and uh, it's all good. A lot yeah. of people. I wanted to just shout out to the people that helped with that. Um, the the individual who found it and also the, the large team of people who yeah. worked on cleanup were very grateful yeah. for that. So I have to give a shout out to, to Miss Yoder, the librarian. The band kids were banished to the library for band class in yes. the library. Oh, yeah. So yeah. shout out to Good shout Rachel. out to Mrs. Yoder. Yeah, yes. Rachel. Yeah. Um, there you go, Rachel. All right. <laughs> well <laughs> Man, that I all think, you got? I think we covered a lot we covered we a lot of ground. We covered <laughs> we, a great we were amount really of really busy, weren't we? I know, but that's that's a good thing to kick off twenty twenty four since we're back in action and we'll be back next week with maybe a surprise visitor i guess is what susan says 
I don't know. Maybe two, four, Maybe six, two. or eight. Okay, Surprise we'll figure listeners. it out. Okay, right. see ya. Well, this has been the weekly walkthrough H Town coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. For Susan Lamb, I'm Rusty Witcher, and we will see you guys next week.